podcast. My name is Jaira, your host. And I, can I just take the time um, first, first and foremost to say thank you to all who listen to this podcast. I can't believe we are, what, 15 episodes in? Woo! Whoa, and it's May 15 as I'm recording right now. Crazy. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you. And I received this comment um, from someone who I actually went to high school with. And I won't say when that was because that will date me. Although I've been very open with my age anyways. But <laughs> so she, um, we're actually friends on Facebook and we were high school classmates and we didn't even really talk um, during high school. Um, we didn't really know each other, but she sent me, um, she, she actually tagged me in a status and it was a bunch of podcasts that she listens to and how she is kind of working on some self-development and she tagged me and, and this is what she said. The second podcast I listened to is Be Real, Be Radiant by Jaira De Jose. I really love her podcast. I started it before, but to be honest, I got behind, so I started it back in I started it back to the beginning and I have been listening daily. I love her podcast. I actually went to school with her, but we weren't close or anything, but I always thought she was a beautiful and great person. I am proud of her and how far she has come. Her podcast is amazing. I definitely recommend her podcast. She is an inspiration. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously my heart when I read that. And so I responded to her, obviously, and I said, Oh, Stephanie, her name's Stephanie. This is so sweet and kind of you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. But I love your number one the most. The first thing that she she shared, the, which is her Bible reading plan. I said, there's nothing like getting encouraged straight from the word. Keep it up, girl. And first of all, thank you, Stephanie. That was so kind, so sweet of you. I'm still... Um, so like on a high from that comment because it means so much and I for anyone who's who's listening you know I I too just love um I love listening to podcasts I have a cycle of about six six to seven podcasts that I just play on cycle and I just you know get updated if they have a new episode most of them are on faith are faith-based I think two are about um, two are more on like marketing and, you know, business and self-development, but most of them are on faith and, um, you know, the Christian walk. And so I want to say, and I say, and I want to say this to myself too, that you can listen to all the positive and like even Christian faith-based podcasts that are out there, but there's truly nothing that can ever replace the word of God, the Bible. There is nothing in this world that can um, take place of what God has written that in his word, what um, his, his love letter is to us that was written thousands of years ago. And so there's nothing wrong, obviously, in listening to podcasts. Again, I do so on a daily basis. Um, but just make sure, right, that you, friend, are also prioritizing God's word, his, his, the Bible, his truth, and that will truly encourage you and stretch you and grow you in so many ways more than any human made. I, I mean, the Bible is written by, you know, 
humans and (laughs) men, but I mean, you know, than podcasts ever would. God's word is God's word. That's why it's literally stood the test of time, like for thousands of years. And it's the number one book in the world. So anyways, um, but thank you. For those who have been listening, this week has been emotionally just kind of nuts, not going to lie. So if you have been um, following with Be Real, Be Radiant, you know, on my last episode, I was actually recording and I published that episode on election day. So I was sharing my experience, um, my first Philippine election. Again, I didn't vote. I wasn't I wasn't able to vote, but I've obviously been just in the middle of Metro Manila during these last 90 days during these campaigns and just being a bystander, you know, looking, looking from the outside in. And so that night I really, I, I, I could not sleep. Actually, I was waking up probably every two hours, just looking at the results and, um, reading the news. And then that morning when I woke up, woke up for the day, I just felt like this whole, this just spirit of, of shift, this, sh- this major shift. Um, I don't know why I'm using that word specifically, but that's what, that's what the word that comes into mind, especially on that morning, uh, a, a, a shift in the Philippines. And also, I'm not going to lie, I also felt a an energy of disappointment from everything from from the majority of people I know it was just disappointment and so I um so throughout the week you know even days after the election results came out well actually I believe they're still counting I think but it was it was pretty much um obvious who who won um, as they won by a landslide and so throughout the week you can just feel you know and as the people I had conversations with throughout the week you could just feel there was disappointment you know I met some who were excited so I, I met all sides and so today for today's episode I wanted to share what my church actually shared um, on Sunday last Sunday so this was even before the election day this was before any of the results came out and I think it was just God's own divine supernatural way that this um, was our message from last week because I think it really helped and prepared um, us as a body of believers to move forward especially after the elections were coming out and so I'm reading some of this from our church's chronicle so I don't want to take the credit some of some of what I'll read read aloud is from the, our chronicle they, they titled it practice a god-centered perspective and it's basically asking what do we do when our expectations are not met how do we navigate through life when we don't get what we want you know basically what do we do when we're super disappointed and obviously this doesn't just relate to us you know over here in the philippines uh after this election but this is for the everyday you know for the everyday for anyone who's ever felt disappointed by something or where their expectations were not met I will be the first one to say that (laughs) I 
I, I'm trying to work on being better when I'm disappointed. Like, for example, I love a good schedule. I love everything being on time. I love things just working out as it, it as I envisioned it in my mind. And if anything diverts away from that, I, I get stressed. It, immediately, I get stressed. I'm, I'm overthinking. All of these different scenarios are coming out. I feel like I failed in life. Yeah. So one day I had to go to work and, um, I was not booking anything in our, in, in Ancas or Joyride, which is basically a taxi service, but on motorcycle. Um, so I was not booking anything that, that morning. So I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, um, wait till our driver gets to the house and then I'll just get a ride with him. And don't call me bougie, okay? Drivers is having a driver is just a thing in the Philippines. Um, many, many people have it. Many people have one. So I'm just putting that out there. So, anyways, so I at this point I already know I'm going to be late, and so I was expecting him to come at eight as he usually does. But this morning he came at eight thirty, which obviously meant that I was going to be even more late to work, and I. I don't like being late to work. First of all, I don't like being late to anything. So that I that was a that was a morning. That was a time when my expectation was not met. When I was disappointed. So even just little things like that, y'all. Like the things that we we are doing throughout our day for work or for our family. We I believe we really need to learn how to navigate through those disappointments and how to. Um, how to process disappointments. Our church, our pastor gave three R's. So you know it's, it's a, you know it's really from a church message when each point starts with the same letter. So um, the first one on, on how to process disappointments is one, recognize God is sovereign. We need to remember that we are not God. God is. He does not need anyone's approval. God's sovereignty does not remove human will or choice. As we recognize God's sovereignty, we are to do our part to trust and obey. God allows trials and calamities to get our attention, to turn to him, seek him, find him, and find rest in his guidance. And this was, this is something I tip normally say, especially with my D group gals. It, you know, we always say the line like God is sovereign, the Lord is sovereign, and it it can be said so much that it kind of sounds cliche, but it's not cliche at the same time because it's truth. You know, God really is sovereign. He's Lord of Lord. He's King of Kings. He's President of Presidents, and so we can rest in that. Um, I really believe that um, 2020 and everything that we just experienced with lockdown and COVID and everything um, was a point in time for us to get our attention, for, for God to get our attention and to turn to him and to seek him. Um, I remember, you know, March 2020 and all of these, you know, the lockdown was happening worldwide. I was like, okay. And, and this was a, a very this was this was said throughout the entire church body throughout the world but you know we were all just saying okay god clearly has uh, god's gotten our attention first of all and he has he he must have a plan he must have a purpose in all of this and so now fast forward two years later and looking back 
it's 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 true um i really believe that god had a plan um i i've seen it through people i've i personally know and i know that he's just worked in so many other people's lives throughout um those past couple years and continues to do so now i know um the reality is that the past two years also led people to question him i mean we're human you know why would god allow something like this and for um so many deaths to happen from this virus um how can a loving god ever really allow something to happen like that and so you have both sides of the spectrum and i've met both both sides people from both sides um but i must say that the majority have have been uh people who turned to him whether they they went back to him and they knew that they couldn't do life without him or they found him for the first time in their life and started to really live a um a a, um faith journey you know uh having a a real relationship with jesus for the first time and so god is sovereign and i love how they how it says he does not need anyone's approval because god is god the second one is rest in his plan the bible commands us to rest in the lord from psalm 37 7 and when we believe that God is in control, we can rest and be grateful in our situation, no matter what it may be. We must consider it all joy, based from James 1, 2-4, when we face trials, because through these, our faith will be tested and developed. It is in these moments that we can practice dependence on his plan, which builds endurance in us, leading to a spiritual maturity and lacking in nothing, in wisdom and understanding. Phew! This is something I feel like it 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 takes it really takes faith um to truly rest in his plan and the more I believe the more and more you stretch that quote unquote muscle that faith muscle in resting in his plan during seasons where you don't want to rest in his plan or it's so hard for you to rest in his plan but I believe the more that we really um, stretch and use that faith muscle, the the easier it can be to rest in his plan. For example, when I moved to the Philippines in 2010 for for college, for um, for school, and the first year was horrific. It was. <laughs> Oh, gosh, it it made me question why I even decided to study here in the first place. But it was hard, y'all. I didn't think it would going into it. I didn't think it would be as hard as I as it as I thought it would be. But it was nuts. Um, It it just in all aspects, um, especially spiritually, um, it was uh, really it was such a roller coaster of a time. I I didn't I, I wasn't really close to the lord you know during this time um as i as much as i should have been um and i was in a relationship you know during that time so i was trying to do a long distance relationship with my um ex you know from high school and then i was comparing myself you know which i honestly never really did before but but coming to the city life in metro manila i was starting to compare myself to these other ladies at school 
commuting was a whole nother thing that really stretched me. If there's anything that really just stretched my faith and tested my character, it was commuting. And it wasn't like a cute walk, you know, to the train station and then ta-da, you're at your school. No, it was under the blazing hot sun at still, even at 6, 6.30 in the morning and walking to a jeepney, getting on the jeepney and then getting off the jeepney and then having to walk more to the train station and then getting off and then walking again to the school and in all it took me like an hour and a half every every day and I would be sweating I remember I'd have to bring a different set of clothes once I got to school because I was sweating so much and I just had to change altogether. I would do my makeup there because there was no point having it on doing it you know before I left the house because it would all get melted from the commute anyways and she looked she looked like a mess when she finally arrived to the school not gonna lie and I just remember after my first full year and still feeling so out of place still comparing myself I just ran to the Lord. I just read his word for the first time, truly for the first time since I was there and was just reading his word. And I came across that verse in James chapter one, verse two to four, when um, the word, when the Bible says, you know, consider it joy when we face trials, because when we're tested, uh, our faith is developed, we're stretched, our perseverance grows. Um, and so that's what I really held on to. And then I promise you that second year, it's like everything changed. Everything shifted. I had a peace. I had joy even in commuting um, because that's the one that th- that was the times where I just decided to talk to him and to pray and to reflect on him even during those during that hour and a half commute and I um, was starting to get involved a little bit in church and just at least um, getting to know other people you know in the singles ministry and in the young adults ministry and so looking back at it now I hated my first year then but now I know why God allowed it to happen he allowed me to see you know, a a third world country and a third world developing country, actually, as I like to say, Um, and just having new eyes for that. And then just seeing, you know, how big of a difference it really is when we just decide to run to Jesus and surrender it to him and just be real and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need help, which was another whole moment in my bathroom. I just broke down um, during this time. And so now looking back, I'm like, wow, thanks, God. Like, I see why you led me through that and why you wanted me to go through that because I've grown from that. Okay. And the last R is represent him to the world. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are called ambassadors for Christ. We are the representatives of Christ. Our passion for other things must never exceed our passion for Jesus. And our main mission is to share the gospel for Christ because the power of the gospel ultimately transforms and makes a lasting, eternal impact the lives of people and nations for generations to come. This is the kind of transformation we, Christ committed followers, must carry throughout our days until the very end. Let us be true ambassadors of Christ. I love that verse um, in 2 Corinthians 5.20 that we are Christ ambassadors. I actually had that in my Twitter bio. 
for like years when I was on Twitter once upon a time. Um, but I, I love, I love just the idea of that, of being a Christ ambassador, being an ambassador for heaven. You know, I think of how different brands and companies have ambassadors for their products or their, their brand. Um, I remember when this was such a big thing, especially when the blogs were such a hot deal back in 2012, you know, 20, 20, 2010 to like 2014, 15, where, uh, people would become ambassadors for a specific brand and then you'd have their logo on your blog page and it was like this major thing but it's actually still ongoing right like we see it on instagram a lot that people are are ambassadors for multiple companies now when we when they are an, an ambassador for a brand they they have to represent them well they have to the the influencer or the content creator or whoever the person needs to um obviously wear or use their items if it's a clothing brand they're they're going to be wearing their pieces um if it's any kind of product they're obviously going to make content specifically with that um with their product and make it all nice edit it all nice and um they they are a representation of that company of that brand and so when i think of being a christ ambassador we too are an ambassador and we we are um, a a representative of god of his kingdom and gosh this is so much easier said than done obviously because this is a day-by-day thing you know with people who are ambassadors for a company they have a contract you know there's a start date and there's an end date and when we are christ ambassadors that's a daily thing when we choose to live for him and have that relationship with him we're immediately marked as an ambassador for christ and we have to live that out moment by moment day by day and so that's when truly the power of the holy spirit comes into play um, because that's who will help us you know help us control our reactions our emotions um how we how we react to people how we react to things and that includes yes when we are disappointed you know kind of going back full circle here so representing him to the world is so important again um that is easier said than done but if we are called as christ ambassadors then obviously god is going to help us you know with that he's not just going to leave us hanging but he's going to help us um be that christ ambassador that he desires us to be so I'm also going to share the discussion questions because I think they're really good for us, all of us, to ask ourselves as we kind of process um, this. The first one is, how do you process disappointments? What do you do when you don't get what you want? Number two is, how do you demonstrate your trust in God's sovereignty? And number three, what can you do to represent Jesus properly? So that is how we can practice a God-centered perspective. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope this encouraged you. Um, If you yourself are facing some disappointments or kind of like a rut in the road and 
you know, your expectations are not being met currently in whatever situation. So I hope this helped and encouraged you. If it did, please rate and review this episode, this podcast. I would truly appreciate it. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. And don't forget, let's get radiant from the inside out. Bye, friends. Bye.